Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. It was a wild first day for the Denver Broncos as NFL free agency began. The Broncos re-signed a key player. They signed a player at a position need, but they're letting a key player go, and potentially a fan favorite is out the door as well. Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the south stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, senior NFL analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos insider for the Lockdown. NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on Facebook and make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio.com for daily exclusive Devil Broncos news, content, and coverage that you can't get anywhere else. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, NFL Free Agency is here. What a wild day yesterday around the NFL. What a wild day for the Denver Broncos as they made several moves and some head-scratching moves that I think a lot of Broncos fans are really trying to find clarity on. We're going to break that down here today, folks. And the whole conversation is going to get started around some good news here for the Broncos. We're going to focus on the good. The Broncos and Shelby Harris, they agree to a three-year, $27 million contract that's going to keep Shelby in Denver, which could be, obviously, for the remainder of his career. And we had a recent interview with Shelby Harris, and he talked about how much he loved being in Vic Fangio's defensive system, why he came back last season in 2020. And when we talked, he wasn't quite sure how free agency was going to go for him. But this year, Denver takes care of their own guy first. So a really great news for Shelby being in the mix here for the Broncos. You take a look at a potential projected defensive starting lineup on the defensive line. You have Shelby Harris at defensive end. You have Mike Purcell defensive tackle. And you got Draymond Jones at defensive end. That's a pretty stout unit that I think could compete here in the AFC West. We'll talk about uh, some of the decisions that some of the teams in the AFC West that rival the Broncos they've made on their offensive lines. Maybe how Denver can counteract that. But Denver also went out there and they signed a cornerback in Ronald Darby as well. I'm going to focus on him coming up in our second segment of today's episode of the show. A little bit more in depth because there's a lot of uh, concerns that Broncos fans have. I want to kind of put those at ease a little bit. But some other concerning news here. This is the biggest news in my opinion so far of the day here is that the Broncos they decided they were not going to pick up the club option on safety Kareem Jackson this kind of came out of left field and the both sides the Broncos Kareem Jackson his agent they were going back and forth on a potential restructure they couldn't agree to any kind of restructure. So now Kareem Jackson is going to test free agency. Obviously a big contributor for the Broncos the last couple of seasons. And I tell you what, he was an impact player. And it's really hard to envision right now what that back end of that secondary is going to look like. Justin Simmons is obviously in line for a contract extension. But now Dever has another hole in the secondary at safety. It was already a concern uh, coming into the offseason. Now Kareem Jackson not going to be back in Denver. That leaves a bigger hole. What are some potential options? Can they look at Anthony Harris? In my opinion, I don't think that's going to be the case because that's an very that's a very expensive contract. You're going to pay Justin Simmons expensively. You can't pay two safeties that type of money. So I imagine the Broncos are going to try to go with a younger option or even a cheaper option. And I wouldn't be surprised if Will Parks gets the first opportunity to do that. You still have Trey Marshall on the roster, PJ Locke. But I also imagine that the Broncos are really going to take an emphasis on safety this year. Richie Grant, it could be one of those names there. Demar Hamlin, Paris Ford, depends on when the Broncos go with safety. Those are some names to throw out there, but Denver has to address that position. It becomes a bigger need now 
with the news of Kareem Jackson. And when it comes to restricted free agents, uh, some unfortunate news for a Broncos fan favorite. The Broncos are placing the original tender on Philip Lindsay. And what this means for Philip Lindsay, I mean, I think the door is probably closing on his career in Denver, but the original round tender means that the Broncos will allow him to facilitate and field offers from other teams. The Broncos have a chance to match what any organization offers Philip Lindsay, but this is more of an opportunity, as discussed by Benjamin Albright, for the Broncos to do right by Philip Lindsay if they're not going to bring him back by giving him an opportunity to go elsewhere to get paid a lot of money. Because if the Broncos were to bring him back, they I think that there's a salary type of a hostage situation there, as what Ben was talking about on Broncos Country tonight last night. But the Broncos they want to do right by Philip Lindsay if they're not going to bring him back. They want to give him an opportunity to go elsewhere and get paid what he deserves, and it, it also opens up another big hole. For for running back, which we talked about coming into the offseason is a big need as well. So Philip Lindsay could have played his last down as a Denver Bronco and Broncos country. We want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL. And in some other Broncos related news, the organization extended second round tenders on linebacker Alexander Johnson and wide receiver Tim Patrick. For Johnson, he's viewed as a tremendous fit in Vic Fangio's defense. If they look to go coverage linebacker, Justin Sternin's an internal option there. If they look in the NFL draft, it could be to facilitate Alexander Johnson being able to blitz the quarterback more from the inside backer position and play the run, even though he can cover running backs out of the backfield, he's demonstrated the ability to do that. So Denver wants to beef him up there, and obviously Johnson's a big part of the Broncos' defense. He will be back. Tim Patrick, a six foot five insurance policy opposite of Cortland Sutton. It gives the Broncos a lot of personnel opportunities to mix and match Sutton and Patrick on the outside in red zone situations. Jerry Judy, Albert Oakwebenham, Noel Fan, KJ Hambler. They can sprinkle all these guys in, so Denver offensively should be in a good position for the most part. However, running back is going to be a big position of need now for this Broncos organization. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into the Broncos' other signing on the defensive side of the ball. And Ronald Darby, we're going to talk about him in depth. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, Bet Online. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season may be over. we got free agency going on now. The NFL draft is coming up. But the NBA season, college basketball with March Madness, and the NHL, they're in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you could imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Broncos country, getting into the team's second edition of free agency yesterday during the NFL legal tampering period. The Broncos, they signed cornerback Ronald Darby, formerly of the Washington football team, to a three-year, $30 million contract with $19.5 million of that guaranteed. Darby is 27 years old, so he's still young. He still has a lot to contribute. But one of the statistics that was shared about Darby that has now become widespread, it's spread like wildfire across Broncos country, was the fact that he has missed 20 games in three seasons of his career, right? In the course of three seasons. Now, I want to reflect on his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. He he struggled in Philadelphia, and I don't think he was the only one that struggled. A lot of the Eagles' struggles that we have seen were related to their defensive scheme. And obviously, this past season, they 
fire that defensive coordinator because of how bad they were. And the overall vibe about Ronald Darby around the NFL is that he is a very good player. Now, if he can stay healthy, he'll contribute in a big way. There's going to be some issues that come up in terms of consistency at times, giving up some big plays, but all of that is reflected based on his time in Philadelphia. When you look at how he played coming in as a Buffalo Bill, he was a standout player. When you look at how he played uh, with the Washington football team last season, he stood out in a big way. The Washington football team, folks, they had the number two ranked defense in the NFL, and he was the number one cornerback option for them on that team. Now, a lot of people want to talk about his durability, the injury concerns, and things like that. Well, last season, that wasn't an issue for him. He played and started in all 16 games for the Washington football team and that defense. He played in over 1,000 snaps. He played 96% of the snaps for them last season. He also led the NFL in passes defensed at 16 passes defensed. He had 17 forced incompletions. He was one of those guys that has that speed and big playability, and he's been coined by NFL executives as a guy that can stick like glue onto his man, which when the Broncos run man coverage, you need that. But he does have speed. I believe he at one point ran a 4.38 40-yard dash, which is great. He's got that explosiveness to him and sometimes we see guys that are really fast have a little bit of an injury prone nature to them because of the fact that a lot of the issues that they come up with are soft tissue muscle injuries but I know a guy that can help Ronald Darby stay healthy that's Mario Vitanzi obviously at Omni Chiropractic obviously a good friend of the show here but uh, you know I think this is a solid signing for the Broncos here because he's going to be starting for the organization on the outside he's going to be the outside cornerback uh, you know still up in the air whether or not Michael Ojemudu will be starting opposite of him and right now the Broncos they're still maybe looking at bringing in another cornerback in free agency it may not just beat Ronald Darby they may be looking at somebody else as well if they believe that Michael Ojemudu still needs some more time to develop obviously he was benched last season you can factor that in played well towards the downstretch of the end of the season there, but obviously he still has to improve and grow as a young player. He may not be completely ready just yet, so Denver may be looking at a complete veteran haul at cornerback. This seems to be defense is going to be their theme this season, and so I think that's something to keep note of there. He only missed six tackles as well last season, so in Vic Fangio's defense, we know cornerbacks, they are required to tackle, and it's very exciting to maybe see this addition, or I think it's a potential high-reward move. However, it remains to be seen here. So Broncos country, don't be you know pissing on the, the signing of Ronald Darby just yet because of what you're reading on social media about some of the injury concerns. you Yes, absolutely. You always have to be cautious. It's okay to be skeptical about a guy's injury history, but when we look at the most recent product to what we've seen with Ronald Darby, he hasn't been injured. He played a whole season, and he was the top contributor for them in that secondary in Washington where, like I mentioned, they were the number two defense in the NFL, folks. So with that said, this week we're going to the Denver Broncos film room on the YouTube channel, Cody Work NFL. We're going to do a film breakdown on Ronald Darby from last season. We're going to take a look at things he does well, things that maybe he can adjust on, but he is deemed as a scheme fit to what Vic Fangio wants to do. And if there's any guy that has any type of concerns at cornerback as a player, what better situation to go into than Denver, where you have Vic Fangio, you have Ed Donatel, now you have Christian Parker, who are going to be working exclusively with the defensive backs. We've seen what Ed Donatel can do in terms of transforming secondaries under Vic's scheme. Christian Parker is deemed as a very exciting up-and-coming rising coach in the National Football League, so he's going to be able to work with him as well. That's going to be very exciting, folks. So the Broncos, they take care of cornerback. They may not be done at cornerback just yet, but you have to consider all of these things when we look at the broad spectrum at the start of NFL free agency. Now I want to shift to the AFC West landscape and how it's potentially changing right now in free agency. When we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, yesterday they signed offensive guard Joe Tooney, who formerly 
formerly played for the New England Patriots, they signed him to a massive five-year, $80 million deal. And how does this move impact or maybe move the needle in the AFC West? Well, is it enough to compensate for the tackle depth right now that the Kansas City Chiefs currently have, right? Mike Remmers is expected to be back for them at tackle. Lucas Niang is expected to make his debut a rookie tackle. And obviously, they're going to get LDT back into the fold as well for them on the interior. And now they have Joe Tooney, who could play guard. He could play center. I'm not quite sure where he's going to play yet, but obviously, that is a massive deal. Now, in my opinion, I think that the lineup that the Broncos have defensively of Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, and even Draymond Jones, with the fact if Von Miller is back, hopefully that's the case, and Bradley Chubb on the outside. I tell you, I, I like Denver's chances. I like the matchup advantage that the Broncos have on paper. I think they're strong suited for that. What they do at linebacker is going to be a big impact on that as well. And also, in the secondary, can Denver match up with the Kansas City Chiefs offensive talent at the skill player position? These are things we're going to keep monitoring all throughout the NFL draft, NFL free agency. Leading up to the season, we have you covered here. But interesting moves around the AFC West for the Chiefs, who made the decision last week to part ways with Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. So we'll see how Kansas City reigns, obviously, with some of the signings that they made there. And it makes you wonder, is the salary cap really a myth? Because the fact that the Chiefs have made all of these big-time deals and somehow they still find a way to have money to make these bigger deals happen, I don't know what it is, uh, but we'll see how it you know plays out for the AFC West coming into the season. Now we're going to shift our thoughts to the Los Angeles Chargers, where they signed veteran offensive lineman and center Corey Lindsley, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, to a deal that makes him the highest-paid center in the NFL. And obviously... It is a move where they're looking at trying to protect Justin Herbert. They do have skill players, Darius Guyton. They have Austin Eckler still, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They're going to have a new tight end there. We'll see where they go with that. And they also retain cornerback Michael Davis on a three-year deal in Brandon Staley's defensive scheme. So he and Chris Harris Jr., Derwin James, they're going to have a strong defense, in my opinion, right now on paper. But obviously, they're trying to protect their second-year quarterback in Justin Herbert, and rightfully so. You're going to have to do that. He can't take the hits uh, that you know we saw him take take some last year some massive shots and if he's a franchise guy you want to be able to keep him healthy uh, but then shifting our focus to the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday they made a splash as well they lost Nelson Aguilar in free agency to the New England Patriots who are spending a lot of money folks that's crazy you guys want a little bit more insight on that go check out my man Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots but the Raiders they signed outside linebacker Yannick Ngakwe for some outside linebacker depth there and obviously Ngakwe we know his story formerly the Jacksonville Jaguars was traded to the Minnesota Vikings that didn't last long. Then he was traded to the Baltimore Ravens, and now he's headed to Las Vegas where he's going to reunite with his former defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. And so I think the ties that bind there kind of made sense there for the Raiders. So far, the emphasis we've seen from them, they haven't been out there so much spending a lot of money. They haven't been making a lot of those signings that we saw them do last year. They're kind of taking the slow approach so far. But Yannick Ngakwe is going to be an interesting addition inside the AFC West when we talk about outside linebackers. I think it's going to bode well in terms of watching those matchups. I think for Garrett Bowles, we see continue to evolve in his game. And then Jawan James, depending on which side Yannick Ngakwe will line up. The Broncos, they're going to have to make some moves still in the NFL draft, I think, to solidify some depth. But I think overall, they're in a really good position going forward. So the AFC West is changing. The Broncos are changing. We're going to have you covered here all week long here. Locked on Broncos, folks. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Locked on Broncos and also myself on the Twitter timeline at Cody Work NFL for updates and even special announcements as to what's going on. We may even have emergency podcasts coming up depending on the Broncos decisions on Von Miller. With that said, Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. I want to get into a conversation about why Broncos general manager George Payton has the perfect opportunity 
to change the team culture and perception of the team by guys on the outside. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about two of the other sponsors on today's episode of the show. That's our good friends of their rockauto.com and Bill Bar. And with rockauto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need for your vehicle in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. That's why I rock with rockauto.com and you can go there now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you could be looking for as well for your vehicle, whether you're working on a, a classic project in the garage or it's for your daily driver. You could get engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And you get everything that you need delivered to your door in just a few easy clicks, folks. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com and our good friends over there at Built Bar and Built Bar Madness is continuing, folks, as we are now in the sweetest 16, and we're looking forward to seeing the matchups advance to the enticing eight for the best-tasting flavor for Built Bar. Yes, Built Bar, the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup, folks, is between peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. You guys know me. You've heard it here on the podcast many times. I'm a peanut butter brownie guy, so that is my vote. And you guys can cast your vote between peanut butter brownie or coconut almond to see who advances into the enticing eight by going to builtbar.com or go to at built underscore bar on Twitter. And remember, when you buy a box of built bar, use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar built bar madness but with that said Broncos country let's continue our discussion on today's episode lockdown Broncos free agency frenzy we have you covered and this Sunday don't forget to tune into lockdown NFL Sunday live hosted by myself and Ross Jackson as we break down the biggest signings all across the NFL a crazy week of free agency frenzy despite the lower salary cap there's a lot to talk about Join us on Sunday on Twitter, on YouTube, on the Facebook page as well. Locked on NFL Sunday Live. We bring that coverage to you every single Sunday. All football talk, no fluff. But with that said, continuing on with our conversation here today, I wanted to pinpoint something because early on yesterday during the free agency frenzy, once the legal tampering period actually became official, there were a lot of Broncos fans that were just frustrated that no Broncos moves were being announced right away. Right, And I kind of put the analogy out there on social media that you don't want to go out there and you don't want to spend all this money right away. And when we reference what George Payton has said as the team's general manager, I think he put it into perspective in a way that not many people realize when he actually said it in his actual press conference. And what he said was, you never want to go crazy in free agency. You don't want to build your team in free agency. You want to fill selective needs going into the draft. That has been my philosophy. You don't always want to be the first one out of the gate and throw all of your money. But if there is something you need, you'll take a shot. 
I just think you have to be selective and you have to look at every situation. That's what the Broncos did. I'm glad that they decided to do that, but I wanted to remind Broncos fans because some people even responded and say, well, how come you know they, they spent all this money in Minnesota for you know a guy like Kirk Cousins? Well, here's the deal. He was the assistant GM. Yes, he had a little bit of input in that, and we don't know what his input was in terms of the decision for them to go all in on Kirk Cousins, but do you think he can ap- actually implement his philosophy where he's not the head man in Minnesota? That's why he's now the head man in Denver. He can do things his way. He can have his experiences share for what the Broncos want to do. And I think so far he's off to a decent start. We'll see what the moves do in the long run. If the Ronald Darby signing actually becomes a a great deal for them, we have to wait and see the on-field product. But based on what Darby did in 2020, I think it was a great signing at the time for where he's at age-wise and maybe a scheme fit in Vic's defense. We'll see, obviously, the end result once the uh, 17-game season is played. 16-game season is played, obviously, in 2021. But with that, I wanted to talk about how George Payton is a perfect opportunity right here to change the team culture or the perception of team culture for the Broncos organization. And I wanted to reference under John Elway. Yes, in free agency, John Elway, he made some big-time signings. I mean, I, there's a theme, though, under John Elway's tenure as the GM that both you know players inside the locker room and other players on other teams, they viewed the Broncos as a team that doesn't take care of its own players. Now, previously in 2014, Denver made some strong moves to sign Darian Stewart, Aqib Tlaib, DeMarcus Ware, and even TJ Ward. But after Denver won Super Bowl 50, Von Miller obviously was due a massive contract, but Denver, they let Danny Trevathan go. They let Malik Jackson walk without even offering them a contract. And that became the theme for the Broncos afterwards because John Elway felt like the team had enough with who they had. And they really believed that. However, I mean, obviously the result was different because obviously we saw where the Broncos went uh, five years after the fact, after winning the Super Bowl 50, they haven't had a winning season since. You have the 9-7 and seven season in 2016, but after that, you've had those consecutive losing seasons and nothing seemed to help there. I think for the Broncos to change that perception, this was something we discussed with Mario and Patrick Chiodi on last week's episode, Lockdown Broncos, when I had them on. Dever has to change that perception. I think George Payton so far... The perception is that he's working on that, right? Because they franchise tag Justin Simmons to keep him on board to work on negotiating a long-term deal with him. But the first move of free agency was taking care of a guy that I don't think a lot of people actually thought would be back because they thought that he would sign a big deal elsewhere. But the Broncos, they took care of Shelby Harris. Now, I think that the signing of Shelby Harris, I think it helped shift this perception. Now, Peyton must continue to build on that. In my opinion, I think that if George Peyton takes care of Von Miller, if he signs signs Justin Simmons to a long-term deal, I think it'll shift that perception. Now I think there are many people wondering, does that change now? How much of an impact in a negative or a positive way does that change for George Payton? Obviously with the decision on Kareem Jackson not to pick up his club option. Now when that move was first announced by the organization, uh, there was a lot of outrage by Broncos fans, rightfully so. When you look at Kareem Jackson and his production in the in the years that he's been a Bronco, it's been phenomenal. I mean, he and Justin Simmons have been the top, one of the top safety duos in the National Football League. And now all of a sudden you look at the safety position as you felt comfortable if the Broncos were bringing Kareem Jackson back alongside Simmons with a new completed deal for Justin. Now you enter it where there's Justin Simmons. He's going to get a big-time deal, but who's going to be playing that Kareem Jackson role? Who's going to come up and be that thumper? And I, I tell you what, I think there's a lot that Broncos fans are going to miss about Kareem Jackson. I can tell you this just from being an analyst and, and being a guy who loves defensive football. One thing I'll miss about watching Kareem Jackson in a Denver uniform is that he was a tone setter. I mean, he, he was a guy that was going to come up and thump, and he set the tone, and he, and he created a lot of momentum. I mean, even in that Chargers game where the Broncos, they were down by 21 points during the fourth quarter, Kareem Jackson lays that tremendous hit on the running back. I mean, knocks him out of the game. Now, he's a completely 
completely legal hit. Uh, he also knocked A.J. Bouye out of the game there. But just that was a tone setter. I mean, he's that guy that's going to set the tone from a physical standpoint. He blows up plays behind the line of scrimmage very commonly. He's able to fit through there. He's a heat-seeking missile. And if the Broncos are going to try to replicate that defensive success here in 2021, they need a guy that can do that at either better value or equal value, which right now it's very hard to see because the contract that Kareem Jackson got was based on cornerback. He was paid as a cornerback, then moved to safety with some of the injuries that had happened for Denver. That, to me, I think is is one of those things. But then again, I also want to put into perspective for Broncos fans, George Payton, this is a guy coming into an organization that he's watching film, and yes, he sees the value of Kareem Jackson, what he's able to do, but money talks, and the Broncos are very limited right now. The club decision on Von Miller is more than likely coming today. I think it cre- increases the likelihood that Von stays, but there's a chance that Von Miller is also gone as well. And, and to be honest with you, I think that there are a lot of people looking at what George Payton's going to do here that's going to determine their first thought of him. Now, I think taking care of Shelby Harris is great, right? I think you absolutely have to take care of Vaughn. That's just my opinion. But if he doesn't, I, I understand it because he is not a guy. Th- these aren't George Payton's guys. George Payton didn't draft these guys. George Payton didn't sign these guys initially. So for him, he may not have that emotional attachment that maybe most Broncos fans have to these players. But look, Vaughn Miller, in my opinion arguably the team's best defensive player in in franchise history, deserves to be in the ring of fame, will be a Hall of Famer, uh, should be a lifelong Bronco. And if the Broncos had money, I think that, you know, for me personally, if I was a a guy in in a position, I would say, hey, look, pay him a lifetime contract to to finish his entire career out here. But we're we're seeing the outside linebacker, the edge rusher market kind of reset a little bit. A lot of guys getting these big-time deals. Not sure how that influences Von Miller. My best option here would be that Von takes maybe a one-year prove-it deal and then puts himself in a position to be in the market where the Broncos will have more cap space because the new network TV deals are expected to increase it significantly for the 2022 NFL season. I think the Broncos could then sign Von Miller to a very lucrative deal after that. So would Von Miller be willing to take a one-year deal? That might be the path that the organization is looking at. And if that's the case, and I think that George Payton will have that perception amongst fans, I think amongst players in the locker room, that they will take care of those key players, guys that mean something to the organization. And unfortunately for Kareem Jackson's tenure, it was not long enough in Denver to say, hey, he had extensive value to mean something more than what Von Miller meant to the organization, even though that Kareem Jackson's value was very significant in my opinion so obviously a lot on the line here I think for George Payton and how the perception is and maybe it might be a good thing having a guy coming from the outside in working with this coaching staff and maybe bring in a new perspective but it also embraces the fact that the Broncos move on from Vaughn are they truly entering a rebuild? That, to me, signifies what they would do if, in fact, Von Miller is not part of the organization going forward. So, for George Payton, this next week, the next month, are very important for his start as the Denver Broncos general manager. So far, I've loved what he said. I've loved his emphasis, his messages. But now we have to see the action items come to fruition here. So, Broncos country, that'll do it for today's episode. Locked on Broncos. Free agency frenzy. But don't worry, we got more news coming down the pike. So, that means we have more coverage here for you guys every single day here. Locked on Broncos. Broncos and your favorite podcast provider. We got Locked On Now updates at Locked On NFL Pods, also at Cody Work NFL at Locked On Broncos. Be sure to tune in, folks, because we have you covered with the latest around the Valley. What's going to be the latest with Von Miller? We'll have you covered tomorrow's episode, Locked On Broncos, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. See you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.